Hey there, it's Mike Tramp, and you're listening to White Lion Fever, where rock and roll is still alive like it always has been and it always will be. White Line Fever, episode 69. Given that it's episode 69, you probably expect something a bit more exciting than talking about football, but uh, that's the best we can do. <laughs> we're at the uh, we're at the uh, NRL Nines. I'm here with Neil Breen from uh, Channel Nine, and you're listening to White Line Fever, and we're going to talk about day one of the Nines. Uh, what do you think of day one, Neil? It's, it's kind of a blur, isn't it? Yeah, like by the end of the day, you have to go back through your notebook and work out who won what game. It's sort of you, you half remember what happened, but. I think the biggest thing for me on day one was you could tell the teams that hadn't done a lot of preparation, you could see them improve in game two, yeah, and yeah, yeah. two of those teams were, oh, well one of them was sorry, St George Illawarra, because Benji Marshall told me before the tournament they trained for a total of 20 minutes for this, and you could <laughs> see them really improve in, games two, in game two on what they did in game one. Um, and the other team that went pretty badly on day one I thought were the Bulldogs, but they didn't bring a crack side, and Des Hasler didn't seem too interested, he's not even here, and the Bulldogs hardly trained for it at all, we know that for sure. The other highlight for me was uh, the unbelievable result when the Raiders came over the top of the Warriors. That was just fantastic theatre. Yeah, yeah. We're going to hear from uh, Jack Ahern later on, the fellow who scored that try. It's a good story uh, there. But it's a funny thing to cover, isn't it? Because the results, it, it's, it is weird to cover sport where the result isn't important. It's just a complete, um, I can say, mindfuck on, the, on, a, on my podcast. I mean, it, it's just a very different mindset for a reporter, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. But I think what you've got to do is, is you've got to eliminate a lot of that stuff out of it and try and pick out highlights and fun mm. things. And, and you concentrate on a couple of uh, the senior players. You want to have a, a look at how a guy like Benji goes and you want to have a look at South Sydney. South Sydney was the other team that mm. I found very interesting on day one. They brought a really good team. Mm. You know, they brought Adam Reynolds here, uh, George Bird was here. There was a whole pile of their premiership winning players lined up for them and they looked to be taking it fairly seriously. So you can concentrate on those teams and then you try and narrow it down. I'm reporting for Channel 9 in Sydney predominantly so I sort of concentrate on the Sydney teams but then I, if Brisbane Channel 9 wants something then I'll do a little bit extra for them on the Broncos. So you try and narrow it down in that way but even at the end of the day you're going to end up in criticism because you know you leave one team out then on Twitter you'll get bagged by fans of some team who said oh you ignored us and only concentrated on South Sydney but it's kind of like a, you can't win at yeah, the nines. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so fast and furious. But you know what? It's good fun. The best thing about it is the crowd. And it's hard for people listening to understand. Out the back, like when they're not watching the footy, they're out the back and they are like, they're just hosed. Mm-hmm. Like there's that much booze here. It's like it's like yesteryear. I, I can't believe how grog-fueled the crowd is. Well, the anti-drinking uh, sort of slogan here is actually a Wayne Bennett slogan, yeah, nah. And that's actually the, the, the big, uh, the big um, uh, poster says, yeah, nah, go easy on the drink. So it's been popularised. Everything becomes popular eventually. I yeah. know, oh, except the yeah, nah slogan's not working because... <laughs> because they're they're all, just going, yeah. They're all drinking. But I've got to tell you, even at the end of the day, even last, like even towards the end, very end of the day, you think, oh, yeah, this crowd's quite wild. But they weren't playing up. They, they, they were friendly. They were happy. I never saw any brawls. I didn't see any major drama. They were just having a good time. Yeah, um, I was actually... This column sort of auto-plays on the Herald website at the bottom of Discord, Neil, and I was kind of thinking, you know, the... the, the um, we'll go that way. Uh, sorry, we're walking back up to... The, we've got some live action here, walking back up to the press box, but 
the origins of this and the popularity and the fact that people uh, who maybe never been across the Tasman are wearing jumpers across there goes way back to the late 80s when you know rugby um, the NR or the Winfield Cup was on TV here in New Zealand and I remember the Kangaroos got here in about 1990 were Australian team they weren't called the Kangaroos mid-season test in about 1991 and they were selling Mel Meninga underpants I don't know if they came in smalls or mediums in Mel Meninga underpants but the players were stunned at how popular they were here and that goes down to saturating television. Um, Stacey Jones grew up watching a pirate feed of the Winfield Cup with a wire running across a fence his dad shouldn't have had. And, and that is kind of what the NFL is to Australians now, isn't it? It's that glamour which is, um, um, which is, which is portrayed by television. Um, so my question is, in the modern world, how does rugby league build new markets the way it turned New Zealand into this? I mean, it, it's a tall order, particularly when you're sort of basically selling your overseas TV rights to the highest bidder. Well, there's, there's an answer, and it, it, you sort of answered it yourself when you talked about people got into those teams by watching them here in New Zealand on the TV. It's through cheap technology and providing cheap technology somehow to the island nations. We know how much Papua New Guinea, Fijians, the Samoans all love their rugby league. You've only got to look at it through the four nations and tournaments like that when the fourth team gets in. That, that it is there, and if you can provide them the technology and the, and the ability to see the games, then that's how you can grow it. But there's a lot of white noise now, isn't there? A lot more choice. Like back then, there's like three or four channels here in New Zealand. The Winfield Cup's on one of them. It's a good product, so people, it catches on. Um, it's played locally, so there's a bit of a local reference. But it's so much harder now to, to make an impact on a new market through TV when there's so many different channels. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you, how, how do we get another, how do we create another market like New Zealand for rugby league when there's so much competition now and so much access to other sport? Yeah, well, that's it. In those, in those 25 to 30 years you're talking about, the world of sport became so much smaller. Mm. And, and I always talk about it this way to try and explain it to people. If you, in Australia, if we look at the golf career of Greg Norman, Norman won 20 tournaments in the United States. Mm. We didn't see any of them on TV in Australia. Mm. Tiger Woods has won 80-something. We saw the lot. Mm. Every victory was played live on Australian television, yet we never saw Greg Norman at all. And Greg Norman was winning his... Oh, we saw about the last one or two in, like, 97. Norman was winning his up until 1997, mm. 98. Tiger Woods has only been along since then. And that's what's happened to world sport. World sports got smaller, and there is a lot of competition. But there's a hunger for rugby league in those countries, and mm. we've just got to feed it. Mm. And that's what the NRL and, and, and prosperous rugby league nations need to do, is to get it them access to it and provide it to them. Mm, mm. It's the only way. Yeah, I mean, the Nines are certainly... I was talk, you'll hear from Heath Lestrange a bit later in the podcast, but you know, he talked about maybe... Because this is on for another three years here, and if, and if the NRL tries to take it off them, then they ha- will have to give them something else in return. And and, um, and Keith Lestrange said a magic weekend would work great here. A whole round at Eden Park over four days. Now, I mean... And then the Nines could suddenly become the the sort of missionary tool that it really should be because, you know, as a truncated version of the game, you can have semi-pros competing with pros, you know, which you can't have at 13 a side. So, um, as I said, the nines is a great tool, isn't it, to, to, to get new areas involved in the game because it's got that party thing. You don't have to watch every single minute of it, you know? Yeah, it is. But I find it hard, I would find it hard being in it's only your second year here to take it away from Auckland yeah. the way they embrace it. They absolutely love it. There's been massive crowds here. 
you know, they've sold over 40,000 tickets on each of the two days, and it'd be difficult to take it away. Like, I'd be disappointed if somebody turned up in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because what, what you've got to watch out for is you say, okay, it can become a travelling circus, right? Mm-hmm. And that the idea of that is to get it into development nations. Well, can they cater for it? Can they cater for all the media that's going to be there, all the tourists? Can they cater for the teams and everything that you need? And not only that, we know that all of the states in Australia have major event um, bodies through their governments that are armed with money. Mm. So Queensland government can say to their major events, go and get that nines tournament. Mm. Next thing you know, they're throwing money, and next thing you know, how do you turn the money down? Because money rules. Yeah, yeah. So once you leave it open, then you're in trouble. And look, oh, I, I think I think more that if the nines the nines actually should be the culmination of the of the nines season. So right, you know, yeah. you should so those. There's a lot of, as you say, all these major events corporations, they're approaching clubs and saying, we'd like to get your game in Adelaide or Perth. And the clubs are just doing deals. The clubs aren't going back to the NRL and saying, we've had an offer from here, so the game can't play them off against each other and get the best deal. Yeah. Now, if you say, if you want an NRL game next year, then how are you going to go with the nines this year? And the game can suddenly, would be able to finance through those major events corporations a summer nine circuit, which would culminate in this, with qualifiers playing in this. You just want to cover league in the summer, Steve. That's I, your, you're I'm just not interested in watching anything else. I want something to watch in summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, look, look, it's almost a summer game now. Look, we're not even two weeks out from the Cricket World Cup. There's still more than two weeks to go. And we're playing rugby league and we've had the season launch. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and that's because of what you've been talking about is is the desire for content on TV and to get it out there. Mm. And the only way that they can get more money is through by adding games. And I've been morphing off into all sorts of areas here in mm. dangerous territory, but <laughs> that's just what it is, mate. It's all productive. But have, but have a look at this off-season, this pre-season, sorry, Steve. So there's the Nines, there's an All-Stars game, mm. uh, there's the three matches in the UK, there's the Charity Shield. Mm. Like, it's a really... You look at a player like Greg Inglis... Like, he can't play in the nines. He's been struggling a bit in the off-season. I know he's had a little bit of a hammy trouble in his early sessions back. Then he's got all-stars. He's got that World Club Challenge and uh, Charity Shield. He can't play them all. No. 50% of games in Sydney lose money at the gate, though. This isn't going to lose money at the gate, so what's more important? Let's have a shorter club season. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> look, probably it probably does need to come down a bit to club season, but there's no way they're losing money at the gate here. This is this yeah. is a fantastic crowd, and I tell you where they're not losing money. I've got to say it again: over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, there's a, now we're going to listen to about 34 players or something like that talk about the nines uh, over the next sort of 40 minutes or so. Um, so they're very short interviews. Hopefully, you won't get bored. But there's two scores from day one which aren't mentioned. Ahead, so I'll say what they were. The first game of day one, uh, and, and, well, I'll, I'll, the last game was Cronulla 31, Brisbane 4, and the first game um, of day one was uh, Parramatta 22, Manly 17, and we're going to hear firstly from Joseph Paulo. Joseph Paulo, what was it like out there? A victory first up? Yeah, it was pretty tough out there. I guess just getting the cobwebs out of, out of there and just playing footy. Yeah, it was a quick half game out there. I was actually surprised how fast it is this year. How was it? With less with uh, players on the interchange, just making a difference out there. And what was the atmosphere like? The, the ground starting to fill up? Yeah, yeah. It's starting to build up out there. I guess everyone's waiting for the Warriors to come, but uh, yeah. Shoot out to the, the crowd for turning up early and uh, putting on a good performance for us. We're underway early, aren't we, for uh, 2015? We'll see you later in the day. Yeah, for sure. See you, uh, see you mate. Thanks. Daly Cherry Evans, a few anxious moments there earlier. You got taken out a little bit late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
it's nothing to it. It's just one of them unfortunate events in rugby league. What's it like to be out there playing football still in January? It's good to shut the boots on. Um, gives you something to look forward to early on in the pre-season. So I'm um, really enjoying myself so far. Um, hopefully a bit more, a uh, couple more wins will make for a more enjoyable tour. Your uh, preconceptions about how it was going to be, how the footy was going to be played, how did that measure up to how it actually turned out? Yeah, very similar to last year. If you don't hold the ball and you don't defend well, you're going to lose. And um, basically that's what we did then. So we need to make sure we um, improve. Um, we don't want to be here and embarrass ourselves, that's for sure. You are sick of reading about yourself on the paper in your future yet? Uh, I'll make sure I don't read the papers. That's the best thing I can do in a time like this is uh, make sure that I'm concentrating on what I control and obviously media's definitely not that. We'll see you over the weekend. Thanks for talking to this media. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Jake Momo, three tries in uh, how many minutes? <laughs> it's a pretty, uh, pretty impressive performance. Have you put on a bit of pace in the off-season? Um, I have been working on my leg speed and agility and I suppose playing outside of Jaramol and he makes it easy for me. What about that last one? Uh, you're opposite Josh Dugan and you burned him. Yeah, well, I got the ball off Mullow again and <laughs> looked up, saw Josh Dugan in front of me and I just... I don't know, I thought I'd give him, a, give him a run for his money on the outside and I got there. You made a bit of an impression last year in first grade. What goals have you set yourself for this year? Uh, I just want to do a similar thing as last year, just train well, hopefully take my opportunities when they come and get a couple of games in the top grade. And how are the boys approaching this tournament, I suppose? Uh, there's a bit of a, a disparity between the strength of the different squads. What's Newcastle's approach? Oh, we've just put, we've put a strong team forward, just not even for this tournament, really, just to see how the guys go in general. And hopefully we, we go into the first game of the season with a good idea of how everyone's performing. Thanks for joining us on Triple M, Jake. Thanks, mate. Gavin Cooper, uh, the Cowboys seem to have this uh, ninth caper down pat. I don't know about that, it's still very early. Um, yeah, good to get a quick blow in the lungs, and I think we've got about two hours for the next game, so I'll be uh, feet up. Did you notice any difference about the way the game's played from this year to last? No, no real difference. I think um, I think it I think it still suits the suits the bigger boys. Obviously, the quick guys um, can finish off the tries out wide, but I think if um, yeah, I think if the big boys sort of roll through the middle, just like any other game, I think it sets it up for tries. The scoring uh, team uh, kicks off in nines, but after the first try, didn't you guys go back to receive? Yeah, <laughs> we haven't done too much practice on it. We had a session. No, we had a session yesterday, so that's not something we didn't cover. <laughs> Thanks, Gavin. We'll see you over the weekend. Cheers. Matt King, how's it, how did you hold up? How's the fitness? Yeah, mate, the fitness wasn't too bad. It was, you know, those repeat efforts got to me a little bit at the back end of the game, but, um, mate, I had that much fun. It was awesome. <laughs> you watched him win a comp last year. What's it like to run out there with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I'd have been part of it. This will be my fourth year, part of the Bunnies. And, um, I'll be honest, mate, I was very jealous uh, last year seeing the boys do what they what they achieve. But, um, you know, I don't know, you know that book, The Secret, where you think about things that often, I think I think it's come to fruition. I'm back out playing with the boys, so it's awesome. When you uh, play a tournament like this and then suddenly on Sunday night you got to go back into retirement. Do you think by tomorrow night you might be getting a bit of an itch again? Yeah, I don't think so, mate. Um, uh, you know, for, for 18 minutes I feel like I can keep up, but if you do it for 80 minutes over, you know, eight months of the year, <laughs> it might be a different story. I reckon. How much of South salary cap have you taken up? One dollar. I took a picture. I signed a one dollar contract last week, so they're breaking up over 12 months too. I think they're tight bastards. <laughs> we'll see you later on the weekend, Matt. Kenny Nagus, what's it like to be back? Yeah, it's good. A little bit of a hit out. A bit tired now. You got denied a try at the end there. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know what happened there, but um, come close. Come close, yeah. did, did you pull up as well as you thought you would? Yeah, no, good. I was a bit surprised, actually. No, you're all right, <laughs> no. What about your involvement, mate? Are you looking to sort of improve that as the weekend goes on? Oh, I'm hoping to pull back now. I'm <laughs> hoping to pull right back now and see what, see what Dino has to say. How much pace have you lost since you retired? Oh, plenty. Plenty. <laughs> Very poor. We'll see you later in the weekend. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> 
Paddy Richards, have you ever spent three minutes in the sin bin before? No, it was definitely a first, but um, yeah, it was, uh, it was an important part of the game, and obviously it was a little bit early, but um, we got there in the end. You apologised to Kenny as you walked past, I see, so you're pleading guilty? No comment. <laughs> Tell us what it was like out there. You played Magic Weekend in England a few times, similar atmosphere? Yeah, it definitely was, and uh, as we walked off, uh, the Warriors went out and um, it went up a few decibels. Yeah, it's a great tournament, um, start the rugby league season. And w- West Tigers have got quite a few forwards here, so I suppose you weren't pretty, very high in, in the uh, betting for this, but uh, were you surprised at the victory? Oh, you know, we've been working really hard at training, and you know, you still got to defend um, what's in front of you, and I think that our boys defended really well out there, and um, they're looking forward to the next game now. Thanks, Paddy. Thanks. Buddy Thompson, former uh, Titan, what's it like going out there with the crowd behind you on uh, Nines Day for the for the Warriors? Yeah, it was good, mate. Uh, yeah, it was a bit scrappy first up game, but um, just happy to get the win. To what start you, things. How much noise was there out there? Yeah, it was pretty noisy running out, but um, as the game got on, you know, they quietened down a bit, and it was good. We thought you were denied a fair try early in the game. What do you think? Oh, can't really remember it to say the truth. <laughs> really surprised that the referee sort of uh, ruled it out pretty quickly, didn't he? I know there's no video referee here. I don't, but, even, uh, I don't even remember what it was. No, I can't enough. remember. <laughs> yeah, can't remember. Anthony Milford, what's it like to finally pull on that Brisbane jersey? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a dream come true. Uh, it's not the ideal start I wanted, but uh, yeah, just there out there to enjoy my enjoy my time out there. And, um, there I did. By the look of you, it was uh, pretty humid out there, right? Eh? Yeah, it was. It was pretty quick, uh, quicker than usual. So. Uh, I enjoyed myself out there, and I'm sure um, a few of the other boys did as well. Cruel way to lose right on the bell. Yeah, it was. But, um, yeah, we just need to get back to basics in our next game and uh, prepare well and see how we go again. We saw you limping a bit early in the game there. Um, are you okay? Yeah, it was just a bump from one of the boys. But, um, yeah, his legs slipped my legs, so just done me legally, but it's all right. Good to see you again. We'll talk to you during the weekend. Cheers, thanks very much. Thanks, Frank Pritchard, how was it out there? A bit of a disappointing start of the year. Yeah, oh, you know, just first first hit out, mate. Um, overall, you know, it was a bit of fun. Um, you know, nine aside, you usually got third and on the field, but um, I'll tell you what, it's pretty fast. You got a big side. It would have been a few of you puffing out there, first game of the year. Yeah, sure is, man. You know, you get the cobwebs out, but, you know, good to have a little hit out, you know. I spent most of the time on the sideline last year, so, you know, especially for myself, you know, a bit of match fitness, uh, you know, should do me good. This is your neck of the woods. Uh, what does it do for rugby league in New Zealand, this tournament, do you think? Yeah, mate, it just helps the game grow. Um, you know, especially over here, rugby union's got a stronghold here, so, you know, anything to do with rugby league, you know, especially help, uh, you know, footy over here, especially with the Polynesians as well. You know, we've got a, a big big number of polys playing the NRL, so... You know, uh, you know, New Zealand's our backyard, so we've got to look after them as well. So, yeah. Now, there was something else. I've been reading about you in the last uh, few weeks. Salford, that's it. What's happening there? <laughs> Who's that? Salford in England. I keep reading you going there. I don't know. Who are they? <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue, mate. I'm just here to play the nines. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Tap on your rower. Powerhouse try, mate. Talk us through it. Oh, no. I just <laughs> saw the opportunity and took it. It was, a, it was a fair game of football, wasn't it? It was close. Yeah, it was tough. Got him in the end, so that's all that matters. How do you decide in nines when you've got blokes outside you unmarked and the defence is backpedalling? How do you decide whether to go yourself? Is the decision-making different than 13 aside? Oh, just... Yeah, it's not, oh, not really. It's just where the space is and they opened up, so I went... And you're a Cook Islander, raised over here in New Zealand and obviously in Australia now. Who do you yeah. want to play for? Uh, Cook Islands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You play. You choose Cook Islands ahead of New Zealand or Australia? Yeah. yeah. Right. Why is that? Because a lot, a lot of fellas, uh, you know, they, they maybe use it as a stepping stone, don't they? Uh, yeah, but that's, that's where I'm from, so yeah. represent the home country. Good on you. We need more like you. Thanks for talking to us. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. thanks. Benji Marshall, um, it was a grandstand finish, wasn't it? Did you think it was gone? We made it tough. Um, 
you know, we stuffed up one of our interchanges there where we had only, I think, seven on the field. And then they kicked it dead and then scored off that set, almost cost us the game. But lucky uh, it to bully saved us. You've worn plenty of hats in plenty of uh, venues here in Auckland. What's it like out there? Yeah, it was, um, after getting the first game out of the way, it was a lot easier to, mm. to understand um, the team who holds the ball the longest wins. And we almost blew it, but um, we got through the stuff we wanted to and, and came out on top. Do you feel, is there anything that you feel out there that, you know, it's instant benefit from, from what you've done in the preseason, or is it too soon to judge? Well, in the first game, I was probably being a bit too nice and just subbing for the sake of subbing to let other people play. And, um, and we lost a bit of momentum, so I just tried to stay on a bit longer that game. And, uh, yeah, I feel good, mate. We've done a lot of hard yards, and I think we look pretty fit out there. Well, Chambers, Melbourne winners over Penrith, and uh, a big improvement from game one to game two for the Storm. Yeah, it was, mate. We uh, had a lot of young kids that were just uh, first time playing nines, you know, so it was uh, a bit of an eye-opener for them, but they settled the nerves, and we played a lot better there, a lot more composed, which was good. Was that all it was, nerves, or were there little things technically that you tweaked? Oh, no, not really. The boys just didn't have an understanding of the game and what was what they needed to do, you know, and didn't know their role, so... I obviously got excited when they run out there and it was, they saw they were playing touch in the backyard, you know, so it was, uh, it's good now that they've uh, got it all in and, yeah, we've got, we've got South tomorrow, which uh, will be like a do-or-die game for us, so we'll see how we go. Now, the boys doing commentary, they, they love the shirts, they love the AFL shirts, what do they like to play in? Yeah, they're all right, <laughs> mate, we train in singlets all summer, you know, so it's, uh, it's OK, you know, it, uh, they're, we're happy with them. Uh, obviously, they're away from the traditional jersey, but for a tournament like this, they, I thought they were a good idea. We'll see you tomorrow, Will. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. South Sydney 19, North Queensland 12. I've got George Burgess here. George, what's it like for a big fella out there with all those open spaces? Yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> um, every time you get a chance to play rugby league, it's uh, always good and fun. And, you know, in the nines format, it's, uh, it's a little bit, you know, more special, so it's good. It's a hell of a pre-season you've got coming up, hasn't it, with a trip to England, Charity Shield, and now this. Did you prepare much for the nines? Oh, no, we just try to do our best, you know, in training. Um, you know, we love what we do, so that's the main thing, and, you know, we're always enjoying what we do, so uh, it's never much of a, a challenge for us. North Queensland defending champions, so they're a good scalp. Yeah, definitely, you know, they threw a lot at us in that first half, and we had to stick with it, um, you know, like we, we know we can do, and uh, we did in the end, it was good. You finished last year with silverware, how would it be like to start this year with silverware? Yeah, it'd be great, <laughs> it's always good to get um, a trophy, and uh, obviously we're not getting too carried away yet, we've got a few more games to go, but be nice to uh, go go and take that tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow, George. Go and have some LNP, the local soft drink. Yeah, cheers, Paul. <laughs> so, West Tigers 26, Gold Coast nil. i got Manaya Cherrington here. Manaya, you're from this neck of the woods, aren't you? Do you have a lot of family here today? Yeah, I do. Uh, my mum's mum flew over, so uh, my mum, all, mum, all my mum's family are here. So, yeah, I'm just enjoying myself here. Uh, playing nines, yeah. Everything we read about West Tigers before this tournament was that you picked a big team and you're going to try and steamroll your opponents, but there's plenty of skill and then plenty of speed, particularly from yourself. Yeah, mate, I'm just uh, enjoying my time under JT, and uh, yeah, JT's picked a strong side, like you said, and uh, we, we're, just, we're just here to have, a, have some fun, and uh, yeah, two games in a row, so looking to uh, play a big game tomorrow against the Warriors. Tell us about that uh, try, you scored plenty of speed off the mark. Oh, yeah, mate, I just caught off. Just got offload off um, Celeste and just uh, back myself here, so yeah, I'm just glad I got over the line. You were a nine today, but you, you're a six. Uh, is that your preferred position? And what, well, what do you, what's your preferred position, and, and where do you sort of hope to force your way into that starting side for West Tigers? Oh, I'm actually um, a hooker um, under Robbie Farrow, but um, like I said, I'm just enjoying my time coming to train under JT and um, learning probably off the best hooker around, so um, yeah, I'm just having my time. Nice to meet you. See you over the yeah. weekend. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Yeah. 
Wow, what a game. Uh, Canberra 23, the Warriors 19. I've got the match winner here, Jack Ahern. And that was right up there with Paul Vaughan's try against, Ma- against Melbourne last year, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, I think Vaughan's was a bit more special because uh, he's a prop forward. But uh, no, I was very lucky in the end to get across that line. You mean you looked like the game was gone, wasn't it? What happened? Yeah, oh, we always believed in ourselves. We always believed we could win. Uh, we could win uh, get up against this hostile crowd that they got here. But um, <laughs> So we always had belief and we just kept uh, sticking in there and we held on in the end. Tell us, what do you remember of the try? Seriously. <laughs> uh, well, me and Mitchell Cornish, who gave me the ball, we've uh, played together for a while. So we've got this little combination going and uh, we've done that move a few times. We've got a few tries off it. So uh, we thought, you know, come down the last minute of the game, we'll put it on and hopefully get lucky. And we did. I was told to ask you about the boots. What's the story? They're, they're silver and uh, sort of sky blue. Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, the NFL boots, actually. Um, got them from the US when I was over there. Um, but... The boys bagged me about them, but uh, I think they proved good luck today. Are there many uh, blokes in the NRL wearing NFL boots? Uh, I, don't, I, think I'm, I think I'm the only one. I don't know. I haven't seen anyone else wearing them. It'll make a really good story if you say they helped you step and score that try. Do you reckon they helped in any way? Uh, I should say I should ask Nike for a contract, eh? No, I'm joking. Congratulations. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Yeah. So, Sydney Roosters uh, 10, Canterbury 6, and I've got Sam Moe here. Sam, I did see on your website in the lead-up to this game that you'd actually got some sevens rugby union guys in, or was a coach having a bit of a land of us? Did you do more preparation for the nines this year than last year? Yeah, we did a little bit more than what happened last year. I think it was a it was an unknown thing last year where yeah. you know they just put the team together and thought they'd come out there for a, a bit of a pre-season friendly, but... We've, uh, we've done a bit of work on our on our defence in the nine-a-side game, and we've uh, we've got a bit of help from uh, the Australian women's sevens rugby uh, union sevens coach, who was uh, who was a partner of one of our staff members. So yeah, he just gave us a, a few tips, and uh, you know, just we've got a good insight into how they. Uh, how they play their game and, uh, and try to bring across a few things. By the way, I was talking about the Roosters website there, not your personal website. If you want to plug your personal website, that's fine. <laughs> but what, what are you doing different this year then? Um, what, what are you doing different to, to last year? What, what did you learn from uh, the Australian Women's Rugby Union 7s coach? I think in terms of um, taking what, what we did from last year's game, there's not that much space as, as mm. initially thought in the field. Mm. Um, so, you know, you do take a lot of the third inside uh, game into this game, but uh, st- structure-wise, we uh, we worked on a few moves that they that works in the sevens, just a simple drop-off and cutting back against the grain of the defence. So that's what we've been trying to do in our games. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, mate. And I've got uh, Jimmy Maloney here, Jimmy. Um, we're just actually talking to Sam about um, some uh, you, the Australian Women's Rugby Union sevens coach helped out in your preparations uh, yeah. for this. So what, what what did you learn there? A little bit, but I don't think much of it's gone on out there. It's all a bit technical, I suppose. So it was more about just using the width of the field and you know creating as much space as possible. So we've done a little bit, probably not as you know as well as he was trying to get us, but we only had sort of a limited preparation to do it. But yeah, we've got a couple of wins defensively. We've been good, so that's, that's pleasing. You like coming back to Auckland? Um, what's the atmosphere like out there? Are people sort of starting to their attention span starting to shrink at this time of day? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I think the beers are kicking in. I want to jump over the fence and join them. Good. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow night, I suppose you'll have a few tips for the boys uh, when when it's all over. A few local spots. Yeah, mate, no doubt. And I think Auckland will be a buzz. It's, there's plenty of people over here. The, the cities are sort of a buzz at the moment, and it's a good atmosphere. So yeah, it's a good event. Glad I'm here. We'll see you tomorrow. 
So, first game of the day, St. George Illawarra 12, uh, Parramatta 10. Uh, um, I've got a heap of strange, a bit of Benji uh, Marshall magic at the end there. Yeah, mate, got us home, uh, as usual, but um, no, mate, he's been training well and he's trying to teach us how to do all the, uh, all the touch football, sort of 9-7 sort of things. So, no, looking forward to it, mate, to uh, get us through to the semis. Heath, how much uh, notice do you take of where... You know where you're placed in the comp at something like this. Like I mean, you had to win that game to stay alive, and there's all sorts of permutations. Do you think about it much? Did the coach bother to tell you, or do you just go out there and play? Uh, yeah, mate. We we do a lot. Been doing a lot of video, and um, you know we're taking this pretty seriously. So we've been doing this for about you know a week and a half, and you know starting up in a few few of the other teams. But no, mate. Um, going into the day, it was you know do or die. We needed to win, uh, win by a little bit. So um, yeah, hopefully, I think we want Manly to win here. And then um, that'll get us through to the next stage. But, um, mate, you know, it's all morning off. We did video this morning and, um, you know, get all the injuries all ready to go for today. You've uh, played in the Magic Weekend over in England. I asked Pat Richards this yesterday. Is it a similar sort of atmosphere? I suppose at the start of the day, it's a bit quiet. It's raining as well today, which isn't great. But is it a similar sort of thing with fans sort of filing in and out? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. But, um, mate, they should do it every Magic Weekend over here would, be, would kill it, especially in Auckland. Like, they come to an Eden Park. It's a perfect venue for it. Don't think it'd work well on it, probably in Oz, just because um, I don't know if everyone would take to it. But uh, over here, you know, they love a big carnival atmosphere. How many people were here yesterday? It was unbelievable. You know, cheering the whole day, and then you got the girls out there playing as well about midday, which was great. I'm not sure if David Smith's listening, so we'll send him a tape. Thanks, Eve. No worries, brother. Thanks, Jerry Mullen. Newcastle 20, Manly 17, but you almost got robbed there, didn't you? You uh, you prevented. Looked on the replay for 100%. You prevented a Manly try, but it was given. Well, I didn't. I didn't see it on the replay, but um, I thought he might have got it down, but I thought I held him out there for a bit, but. Um, did he drop it, did he? Or did I hold it up? Or? No, you definitely... He lost it he? before he got it down, yeah. Oh, OK. Right up yeah. the That's right. It's hard. It's hard with... There's no video rest and stuff like that, but the rest are doing their best, so... No, can't really complain. I'll be glad I've got beat. What can you tell us about the way the Knights are approaching the Knights? You got any little uh, tactics you can share with the listeners? Oh, we're trying to give our speed men the ball. Um, they're obviously... In these conditions, especially when it's wet, they've got a bit of advantage on the big fellas, so looking at that, but um, holding the ball is a key. If, if it, we drop the ball, th- I think, three times in the first half inside around half, and just invite the opposition in for the attacking opportunity. So if we can hold the ball and complete our sets, I know it's a bit of a cliche 30 minute side, but even 9 minute side, it's the same thing. It looks pretty treacherous out there today, very slippery. Yeah, it is, yeah, but um, it gives the little fellas a go to a bit of late footwork and stuff like that, so yeah, it's good fun. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, mate. Um, so, South Sydney 24, Melbourne 4. Got Jason Clark here, Jason. Uh, not very often you have a pre-season where there's three bits of silverware up for grabs, but you're well on the way to the first of those with three consecutive wins. Mate, when you put it like that, it's a bit different, but uh, to be honest, we haven't been thinking of it like that way. Uh, we just come over here, uh, enjoying it, and uh, taking it game by game. So, how much preparation did you actually do specific to the um, to the nights? Not a whole lot. We um, we had our squad, obviously, so we'll, we'll do more 13 or 13 sort of stuff. But um, sort of the, the back end of the week, so we, we uh, could straight on the nines. And, and how have you found it? Like, is it, is it is it as you expected, and and how different is it in the wet conditions uh, compared to yesterday? Well, uh, the wetness sort of slows those fast plays up, so it makes it a bit easier for me. But um, you know, I wasn't here last year, so um, this year I think it's a great concept. Um, you know, it makes it a bit easier for, for sort of fans and members to uh, see see an early bit of their, all their teams competing against all different clubs. So I think it's a great concept. Thanks, Jason. See you later on. Easy. Have a good day. See you. North Queensland 14, Penrith 8. I got Chris Smith here from the Panthers. Now, one of you. T-
tell us what happened. You scored a try, you started to celebrate, and then you suddenly sort of clutched your chest. Yeah, look, mate, you know how it is playing footy. Um, just that adrenaline, you know, you got the, you got the footy in your hands, and all of a sudden you get up, and then you know, after a little adrenaline starts to go, you start to feel just that pain in the chest. I just got a bit winded, so. Yeah. So it was landing on the football, yeah. was it? Yeah, it landed right on the football, got me right in the sternum. So I know a few people when they get hit in the sternum, you know, you sort of it's not really good. If there's uh, a good way to get winded, it's probably scoring a try is the best way, isn't it? Oh, mate, couldn't get any better, you know, especially especially here at Auckland Nines, everyone's everyone's pumped and, you know, um, yeah, just first game, uh, first um, experience of the Nines and, yeah, just to get a try just tops it off, mate. You gave the champions a run for their money? Oh, mate, you know, like, uh, yeah, we started off a bit shaky against the uh, the Premiers, but um, I thought as we got we got, got better, we started to get better as a unit, we got a young, young side, but as we went on, yeah, we started to sort of get a bit of structure going and, yeah, we sort of took him to the edge there. Now, one of our co-commentators on Triple M today is Jamie Soward. You got a message for him? Oh, <laughs> I don't really know. Why. <laughs> I don't know anything to say on um. <laughs> yeah, What's he like a trainer? Does he talk a lot? Oh, mate, yeah, he just doesn't stop, really. He doesn't stop. He's a character, but yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, nice to meet you. No worries. Cheers, cheers, boys. Ryan Hoffman, it was the Warriors 22, West Tigers 8. What's it like uh, playing with the Warriors and in front of their crowd? Yeah, it's good to be uh, running next to these blokes instead of having them running at me. But uh, look, the wheels get, the Warriors always get fantastic support over here. So I'm uh, happy to be a part of it and really enjoying wearing the Warriors jersey. What do you make of the skills of your new uh, teammates? It's a perfect uh, uh, place for them to show it, really, isn't it, in the nines? Yeah, 100%. Look, I love this concept. It gives guys like Shawnee and Sir Sammy an opportunity, but also some of uh, the young sort of power guys. Like um, I thought Sui and Matami played well and so did the big Sam. Sam Lasani. So look, we've got all these good young kids and uh, it's good to see them show their wares. How much focus is there on winning this thing? Oh look, we, we've we've got our own expectations. We've got our own expectations within the club. Uh, there's going to be a lot of ex- external expectations on what people expect from us, but all we can control is what uh, is what happens in the, within the Warriors group and that's all we're focusing on. See you later in the day, Ryan. Cheers, Steve. Brisbane 13, Canterbury nearly got Todd Lowry here. Todd, um, where was that form yesterday? <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. We uh, we played all right in the first game yesterday and uh, just got beat by the Roosters pretty much on the bell. And, um, that was pretty disappointing, but um, you know, the effort was all right, but the second game was, was pretty ordinary. So, um, yeah, happy to come out and perform a bit better today and put a bit better feeling in the camp. Pretty young Broncos squad. I guess a lot of us were keeping an eye on Anthony Milford and how he went. As a player, what were you interested to see in the Broncos side this week? Uh, I think just you know the young boys just having a go, I guess you know putting putting pride in the jersey and, and doing their best. Um, well, that's all all Wayne ever asks, and that's sort of all he asked for this weekend. So um, yeah, it was good to see you know Milf and um, a few of the other new guys put the jersey on and, and come and have a run. So um, we probably didn't see too many electrifying moments in that, but um, it's good to good to get a run under the belt and. Um, Hopefully we see them round one. I noticed you got a bit of a head knock yesterday, and you've had a, a couple of those in the past. How are you? Yeah, it wasn't a head knock. I, I got hit in the ribs, so <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't breathe for a couple of minutes. The, uh, the head's fine. It's um, on the inside's fine. The outside's not real good, but um, yeah, the, the head was fine. It was just I was winded and, and couldn't breathe for a little bit. Paramount is 17, North Queensland 11, so that title defence is oh, yeah. over, Justin O'Neill. Yeah, I know. Um, I think drop ball and a few little errors sort of let us down in the end, but uh, it was a good game, good carnival overall, and um, yeah, the boys sort of, they, they def- definitely put in towards the back end of the carnival, and um, it's been a tough few days, so I think we're proud of the boys. You look like you've uh, had a pretty good time there this weekend, you scored a, quite a few tries. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I've sort of bounced back a bit from a few injuries, and um, it's good to cross that wide. 
quite long. Yeah, it is. Um, a couple of times way, this weekend. Are you from up in Townsville, but you you never played for the Cowboys? Um, why did they miss you the first time around, and how did they get you the second time around? Oh yeah, I, I grew up out west of Townsville and um, went to school in Townsville. So for a while there, Cowboys were sort of my favourite team, and I grew up supporting them. So um, yeah, I, I sort of had the dream to grow up and play for the Cowboys, um, being a youngster, Queensland, North Queensland. So I guess I finally sort of jumped in the got out there in the Cowboys jersey, and it's it's uh, it's a long time coming, but it's good. It feels good. How do they, as I said, how do they sort of get you the second time around? Is it just through your manager standard, or is there a story there? Or? Uh, not really. I think um, things just worked out. Sort of um, looking for a sort of new opportunity, and, and the Cowboys were one to put, stick their hand up. So um, I was I was glad for that, and um, I'm happy happy I've moved up up, up north again. So we'll see you on the other side of the Tasman, Justin. Thanks for joining us on Triple N. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks. South Sydney 30, Newcastle 6, we've got Adam Reynolds here. Uh, Adam, uh, you're into that uh, semi-final against Para. Have you had a look at them this weekend? Oh, yeah, mate. Um, you know, they're playing some exciting footy. footy. Um, you know, you got some big boys through the middle there, and, and they're being led by uh, little Chris Sando. He's, um, you know, he's playing some good footy out there. So it's going to be a good challenge for us, mate, and, um, you know, it's going to be one that we're looking forward to. I mentioned this to a couple of your teammates uh, over the course of the weekend, but you could start your premiership defence with three more trophies under your belt if you're lucky. you got today, you got the Charity Shield, which is always uh, tightly contested against the Georgia Lawara, and then the World Club Challenge. So you don't get much bigger pre-season ever in history, do you, really? Oh, it's good, mate. We've been training hard. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a good achievement, but in saying that, mate, we've got a you know, tough opponent in Parramatta. Um, you know, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Or they're a quality side, and um, you know, we're giving ourselves every chance we can to get through the final. Given that you have got such a crowd of pre-season, how much time have you been, have you been able to spend preparing for the nines? Oh, we've had a few sessions. Um, you know, we're, we're really focused about the 13 side game, but saying that, mate, we've had a little bit of practice at the nines. Um, and, you know, I thought the boys are, are really switched on and, um, you know, they're showing it on their performances today. Sydney Roosters 22, West Tigers 4 in a quarter-final. I got that Roosters coach, Trent Robinson here. Trent, um, a few of your um, players over the weekend have been telling us about a little bit of Sevens rugby union training you've been doing, um, some connection to the Australian women's Sevens rugby union team. Can you just <laughs> fill in the gaps there? <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, one of the staff at the Roosters, Rosa, her partner is Tim Walsh, who coaches the women's Sevens. So uh, we had a... Uh, he came in for a day and gave us some tips and um, said how he would play the nine. So that was... Uh, to help and gave us almost a starting point. We we uh, we didn't have a starting point after last year's nines the way we played, so we had to find a, a a bit of a hint. And he gave us a direction, and then we played a couple of games after that. And how much of it have you actually employed? I know a couple of fellows said it was a bit technical for this, really a bit too hard. Or, or the sevens rugby union is a much more technical game than nines rugby league. Yeah, it's just the time you need to spend on it. You know, Tim was right in everything that he was saying, and um, it was hard to get it in on the end of two-hour sessions and play. You know, two lots of nine-minute halves and try and get that stuff in. It was hard to get it to do what he asked, but we're, we've been working towards that. So that's been um, it's been positive because otherwise, I don't think we would have had as good a direction as what we've had last year. Uh, a big focus on the World Club Challenge against Wigan. Have you almost put the same effort into this, or not quite to the same level? Well, not as the World Club Challenge. Yeah. We we that was too close to nines to that for us last year. So we had to get some training done, especially with the World Cup before that. Whereas this, um, we've had some good break. We didn't bring any of the Four Nations guys, um, but we respected it in by bringing everyone else. So um, yeah, I felt like we've 
we've done the nines justice and we're happy to get through to a semi and hopefully uh, we'll see how we go but play the Warriors. It pays a bit better than the World Club Challenge, the nines. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes, and even minor premiership. So um, begs the question. What's the uh, club's pro- um, policy on sharing prize money? Uh, well, I think the players get a fair share, so I think it's good for them. I think they keep thinking about the dollar signs after each game, so good on them. <laughs> Granada 14, the Warriors 12. I've got Tinaru Arona here from the Sharks. What's it like to beat the Warriors on the home patch? Uh, yeah, it's quite exciting. Um, you know, we sort of had a game plan and we knew they were going to come out with heaps of energy and, you know, lucky for us, we just played for each other and got the W. Game's over now, so you can tell us what the game plan was. Oh, I've still got a couple more to go, so <laughs> maybe after the tournament. A lot of uh, the, the sort of commentary about um, Cronulla this weekend, you're playing so well, and everyone's saying and if you win it, they're going to say, wow, no distractions, and it must be a load of everyone's mind. What's the reality of that? Is that a big factor this weekend or not? Uh, I think coming into this tournament, it was um, it was more for us as a club to display the the change we have at the, at the club, mm. um, the change of culture, and, you know, just... We've, we've uh, worked hard, um, real hard over the off-season on um, you know, cleaning up a lot of things on and off the field. And, um, you know, it's just uh, credit to us that the, the, our performances are matching, you know, our hard work that we've put in over the off-season. So, yeah, it's so far so good. How would you describe that sort of change of culture, you know, for, for the listeners? How would you sum it up, if you could sum it up in a sentence or two? Um... Trying to think, you know, it's, we've we've gone through a lot, um, obviously through last year, and you know we've for us we're we're looking at you know, really being professional in both on and off the field, and you know just doing the little things and getting everything everything right on and off the field. Chris McQueen into the final of uh, the NRL nines. Uh, you, you, even that score, I must have surprised even you in the semi. Um, yeah, it's obviously been a, a tough couple of days, so everyone's starting to get a bit tired. So um, I think when we got a, got in front of them a bit there, you know, they, they might have sort of maybe seen the end and, and kind of shut up shop. You've hit the ground running as a team, haven't you, after winning the comp last year? Um, well, obviously that was great to win the comp last year, but you know we've got to put that behind us now and look forward to the future. Um, we've definitely definitely ripped in during pre-season, so um, it's about putting it, putting it together on the poke now. And it's all trophies pretty much from here until round one, isn't it? Because you've got the Charity Shield and the World Club Challenge, so there's all, something up for grabs in every game you play. Yeah, definitely. We've got a lot to play for over the next month, um, so we're going to continue to train hard and, and rip into those games. Chris Hyington, you're into the final. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can actually. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been a tough two days, but we've brought a really good squad and, um, you know, everyone uh, trying hard. So, yeah, we want to win it. So, made the final, which is unreal for the club and all the boys here today. Obviously, a new start for Cronulla this year. So, did you come here with a bit of a point to prove in that regard? Oh, we've just changed the club around a bit and we just wanted to show that we can actually play good. And, you know, um, we were showing that, so... We're here to entertain the fans. And also you're playing the defending NRL uh, premiers. Does that make it a bit sweeter? Oh, you know, it'll be a hard game, but um, we've got 18 minutes to throw it out and see what happens. Okay, that just leaves us with one game, the final. But in the meantime, I did say at the start of the program that um, there was a couple of scores that hadn't been mentioned, a lot more than a couple. So here here they are, mainly from day one. Newcastle 18, St George Illawarra 7, North Queensland 17, Melbourne uh, 8, South Sydney 11, Penrith 4, West Tigers uh, 16, Canberra 10, Warriors 17, Gold Coast 10, Sydney Roosters 6, Brisbane 4, 
Uh, Cronulla 17, Canterbury 4, Parramatta 21, Newcastle 15, St George Illawarra 25, Manly 21 and Melbourne 20, Penrith 4. Now you should have all the other scores, I'm hoping, there's probably one or two missing, uh, right up to the final. And for the 1% of you who don't know who won the final of the 2015 uh, NRL 9s, it was South Sydney 18, Cronulla 14. Here's Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds, you were involved in everything in the final except the winning try. You were limping to the sideline when it was scored. Uh, what are your memories? And what's wrong with you? Yeah, mate, just a cork, nothing too serious. Um, yeah, I was out of breath, mate. I, uh, seems that we had all the ball, but, um, you know, credit to the Sharks, mate. Their defence was um, unbreakable there at times. And, um, you know, we, we camped down on their end for a little bit there and... Um, you know, the smart supplies that got us across. It was there to be won for so long, for it seemed like an eternity. Why couldn't you hammer in that final nail? Yeah, I think we just kept going a bit too much sideways. Um, you know, instead of, we, we went away from the game plan and going through the middle. Um, but, you know, credit to them, mate. They, they scrambled well and, um, you know, they, they made it tough for us to get through. What's it like to win another title? What, four months after the last one? Yeah, mate, it's, it's, uh, it's pleasing. It puts a smile on the face. Um, you know, all the hard work in the pre-seasons... Um, you know, that's just a little a bonus for us. Um, you know, we've got a few weeks coming up now, and, um, you know, our focus now is on, on to the next few weeks. And finally seeing Isaac lift the trophy after missing the grand final. How do the boys feel about that? Yeah, mate, we spoke about that before the game. Uh, I mean, it was an opportunity for him to, to lift the trophy. You know, he was a big part of us winning the grand final last year. And, um, you know, all credit to him, mate. He's worked really hard in the off-season, and he's... Um, you know, he's, he's in the right frame of mind and, um, you know, it was, it was pleasing yeah, to see him yeah, lift at the end there. See you at Ainsworth Stadium next Saturday night and then in England. Cheers, mate. So that's it, South Sydney winners of the Nines and I think it was pretty the longest Nines game ever, the final, and it was death by a thousand cuts for Cronulla, but you always had the feeling they were going to lose, didn't you, in the bowl, Tony Adams? Yeah, look, you've got a feel for the poor old Sharkies. They had a real dig. They were rank outsiders. They drew the game on full-time with an incredible kick from uh, Valentine Holmes. And, uh, they just kept hanging in there. South had all the ball, even in extra time. And, and you really do feel sorry for the Sharks. But congratulations, South. Just too good. And uh, probably the best player for South and the fellow who looked like he was going to win for them easily was Adam Reynolds. And as he limped off... Matt King scores a winning try, so it was uh, good for us. We we're all waiting downstairs, waiting to speak to Matt King. Uh, but you know, what, was was it? What did you think of day two all up? What were your thoughts all up? Yeah, look, it's a long day for everyone, for the fans, for the players. But the unbelievable climax. A lot of fans still hung around after the Warriors got knocked out, and we we saw a great final. And uh, Matt King, I mean, it's just, just a fairy tale. So great finish to the day. If you could change one thing about the ninth for next year, what would you change about it? I'd bring back the media touch game. <laughs> I heard there was big drama about the media touch game not being in this year. You even uh, complained to David Smith. There are several journalists not happy. We want to get out there and show our skills. <laughs> or lack of. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Pleasure. So uh, that, that's it. We've spoken to about 34 players uh, and, and uh, we've, we've looked at the nines uh, through their eyes. Uh, great win by South Sydney, pretty entertaining stuff. Although for Cronulla, it just was like they were destined to lose. They successfully defended about 18 tackles, uh, went into double overtime and then ended up getting beaten by a guy who came out of retirement. Um, I haven't been plugging anything in this program, so WLF podcast on Twitter, White Line Fever on 
uh, Facebook. Uh, please go to iTunes and give us some feedback because uh, it really helps. And go to whitelinefever.ning.com and hit the donate button or do your shopping on the Amazon button because I get a little bit of a kickback. doesn't cost you anything extra. The second all rugby league episode of White Line Fever ever, episode 69. Uh, we'll be back with a bit more rock and roll in the next episode. See you then. I got a white line fever Going down, land down under Going to turn around the corner Way down yonder And I'm not even going to try to rhyme anymore <laughs> Michael Monroe here for White Line Fever You get a chance, come and check us out live we're going to rock your socks off and whatever, rock like fuck. That's what I say, okay? <laughs> Come on down and rock on.